Welcome to a podcast about wealth and life. We all know that our finances play a big part in how we live our lives. In this podcast, the advisors from Foster and Motley share insights and information about investment and financial planning topics and how they connect to your life. You say you can stomach any turmoil in the market, but when stocks are whipsawing every which way, what do you do? Ryan English talks about risk tolerance today, something you may think you have in abundance. I'm Patrice Sakora. Well, Ryan, with everything that's happening, why don't we just start out with a broad definition of risk tolerance? Yeah, Patrice, risk tolerance is one of the core variables in uh, determining a client's asset allocation or mix of stocks and bonds in terms of what are they able to stomach in very difficult market times of being a decline in their portfolio. So risk tolerance is really trying to get an assessment of their feelings or their emotions when you have these larger moves in the stock market. And what do clients, well, what do they generally want to do when they suddenly say, oh my gosh, the market's imploding. What do I do? Generally, they there's fear, obviously. Liquidity is being drained from the market. Things are going down. They see large dollar losses in their portfolio and the first inclination in a number of clients is that they want to sell. They want to stop the pain or stop the bleeding per se. Now, is that a good thing to do? Well, I wouldn't say good. Is that what they should be doing? That is not what they should be doing. When we put together investment policy statements or investment plans, you know that asset allocation is set in terms of the targets. And our job as investment managers is to stay disciplined and keep clients invested along the lines of their long-term asset allocation to um, meet their objectives. How do you measure a client's tolerance for uh, risk? Because as I said in the, the opening, everybody thinks, oh, I can deal with it. I can take it. But they find out pretty quickly that maybe they can't. So how do you find out? Yeah. And I will say, I don't think there's any perfect way to do it. Um, the standard way or the most commonly used method is a risk tolerance questionnaire. And, you know, this questionnaire will, it'll have questions on there that try to gauge if the market is down and you see a substantial loss in the, in your portfolio, what are you likely to do? A, B, C, or D? Is that sell? Is that buy? Is that hold? So that is one way to assess risk tolerance is through. People can very easily lie, Ryan. <laughs> And it's also, uh, I think what we found a little bit of the state of mind a client is in at the particular time that risk tolerance questionnaire is filled out. If we've been in a bull market, it, it appears to me that people feel more ability to take risk. If a client is looking at retiring in the next year or so, they're less risk tolerant. They have a more conservative risk profile because of that transition from the, the pay stub or the W-2 to living off the portfolio. So it really, it does matter what time frame or mindset you're in at the particular time you take the risk tolerance questionnaire, I think. So really, you assessing it is something of a challenge. Assessing it is a challenge. And I think that's that assessment is, it's ongoing. It's always evolving, right? Because when we're working with clients and inevitably we are going to experience that difficult market environment and how they how they react to it, um, what they want to do really speaks to helping us continually assess that client's risk tolerance. All right. Once you've got some kind of assessment done, 
what do you use the information for? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, the risk tolerance is a component in our asset allocation framework. Uh, the, one of the primary components, of course, is a client's age. As a client gets older, they have the less ability uh, to take risk as they're drawing on the portfolio in retirement, as well as how much are they drawing on the portfolio in terms of a percentage of their overall financial assets. Is it a low percentage? Is it a percentage where you're approaching the principal may not last? That's a factor in how much stocks and bonds will be in the portfolio, as well as the risk tolerance is really the third component of that. And we bucket clients based on their risk tolerance score into are they well below average, moderately below average, moderately above average, or well above average. And depending on you know, how that comes out, we make adjustments uh, to their overall percentage in terms of how much in stocks they own in the portfolio. Talk to me more about that. Tell me a couple of stories. Yeah. So if, if you're in your 60s and you're drawing a reasonable portion off the portfolio in terms of your living needs, and you come in with a score that is well below average, then we will look at the base equity percentage that would be standard and the risk tolerance likely in that situation would adjust the equity target down by 10 percentage points, and it would increase bonds by the 10 percentage points. And this also works the other way. If you have a well above risk tolerance, you would also adjust equities to the upside in a similar percentage. So there's a little, there's a band in terms of what your score is. Okay. As you said, you're constantly assessing, reassessing. Tell me about that. So as I said before, we're Ultimately, there's theory and then there's practice, right? Living with clients through these different market types are really going to help you get a more firm assessment on a client's risk tolerance. And so that is something we're always looking to consider. I will say that we don't change a client's asset allocation during volatile times, or at least we try not to change the asset allocation during volatile times, because uh, ultimately markets have recovered, even though there've been no longer periods of markets staying depressed. But one of the worst things that a client can do is withdraw money that's in a very lower depressed environment that ultimately could impact their financial well-being in the long run. So we try to make the asset allocation adjustments based on risk tolerance that may be updated during norm more normal times when things are a little steadier or recovered. Do any clients ever say, oh no, I, I can tolerate more risk than that? Yes, it works both ways. Clients, you know, as I mentioned, when things are going really well, I think the trends for risk tolerance are up, that clients are, are willing to take a little bit more risk. So we're trying to really find the average over the long run, both in good times and bad times. Well, on the markets lately, you've had that chance to look at both sides of it, haven't you? We have for sure. It's a correction, right? So the market approached down 10% from its high. It's nothing that uh, could be the worst case scenario, right? You've had markets down substantially right. more. And certainly when the more they're down, the more that, that they tell you about uh, clients' risk tolerance. Absolutely. All right. There may not be a perfect way to assess your tolerance for risk, but getting a handle on how much is too much for you may help you sleep at night. 
For the latest episode of Foster and Motley's podcast about life and wealth, follow this podcast and share with others. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Foster and Motley, a podcast about wealth and life. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information discussed and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Foster and Motley. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions regarding your financial planning and investments. Foster & Motley is not affiliated with any third-party providers. Any mention of a third-party provider does not imply an endorsement of that provider. If you decide to utilize a third-party provider, you do so at your own risk.